Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks for tuning in to this edition as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Phil Putney. we got a fun show lined up this week. We're going to play the What If game, actually. There this is kind of a, an economic game that's played in a lot of economic classes. So we're going to jump in and get started. Phil, did you ever play this game when you were when you were growing, coming up and uh, going to college and studying economics and all that kind of stuff? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember it, at least. I mean, okay. I, I may right. have, but missed that, that part of the class. It, it wasn't memorable. Okay. All right. Well, it, yeah, so it's it could be a newer thing. I don't know. But basically, here's the setup, in case you were curious. Uh, it's uh, a situation where basically students are given a lot of variable scenarios, okay? Some of these might be a bit exaggeratory. They might not be really plausible. They might be. But their point is, is to get them thinking through the economic cycle of what that could look like if that was to happen on the other end. So I thought that would be kind of a fun game because really what you do, Phil, is you play a lot of the what if game with your clients because you know people might hear that and say, well, no, I, I want some certainty. Well, that's what you're after when you work with an advisor, but you're what ifing scenarios. What right. if this spouse passes away first? What if that yep. spouse passes away first? What if taxes go up? What if, you know, so on and so forth? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of variables that are at play that, you know, we can't control. Right. Um, but we can prepare for what if, you know, what does it look right. like if this happens and try right. to best make sure we've got plans in place to manage those variables. Exactly. So I thought this would be a fun exercise and we would play the the college economic class game. What if? And again, some, right. of pretty, some of these are kind of outlandish, but, you know, we'll talk through them and have some fun with them uh, and see what's going on with some of these. So uh, let's start with the first one here. Uh, interest rates double over the next five years. Is that really a bad thing, I suppose? I mean, I guess it depends on what you're doing as an investor, right? Right. Yeah, it kind of depends on on where you're at. I mean, at first blush, it might sound like, oh, it's great. Finally, I'm going to earn some money in the bank, right? If you're a saver, it's good. Right, right. And yeah, there's a lot of pieces to that question of what if the interest rates double. You know, from a, from a saver standpoint, it's really good. I mean, that money in the bank is finally growing, mm -hmm. um, but it does has a lot of effects. I mean, number one is is slow spending, you know, and that's usually part of the reason the Fed uses that as that um, damper for inflation to help slow spending is to start to increase the interest rates. Because now people start to think a little bit more about spending. I mean, if I'm earning, you know, point zero nothing in the bank, versus 5%, 10%, you know, right. well, maybe it's maybe I'll save some more. Right. You know, so yeah. it's a little bit more encouraging to, to save, a little bit discouraging to spend, you know, especially if you're borrowing for any kind of larger expenses, because now you're paying very high interest rates. Right. So you have to think twice about um, getting into that longer term debt, like a mortgage or, you know, even vehicles, things of that nature that all of a sudden interest sure. rates have taken a significant increase on. So if you're like if you're thinking about bonds, for example, as a safety, yep. uh, moving to bonds is more safety as we hear sometimes for retirement, and interest rates are going up. Yeah, not necessarily because then now you've got a bond rate, right? Let's say someone's got a bond right. rate now at virtually nothing, one percent, let's call it, right? And, and somebody's selling bond rates later on at three percent because the rates go up. Well, you know, you're going to have a hard time off. You're not going to you're not going to do so well with the one percent. 
Right, right. Yeah. So for current investors and bonds, interest rates going up, it's going to be a disaster because their bonds are going to lose significant values. I mean, especially if it doubles. Right. You know, but for investors that are wanting that safety, so to speak, of of what a bond is typically thought to be. I mean, that's a good point because now you actually can earn something in that. Right. Right. You know, from a stock market standpoint, it interest rates going up actually can have a detrimental effect on the stock market for several reasons. I mean, number one, if you think of from an investor, you know, right now, if you've got money to invest and you're looking at, well, I can invest it in the bank and and earn next to nothing or Mm -hmm. same with bonds, a very little interest rate and have that risk of rising interest rates. Investors, a lot of times are willing to take a little bit more risk and, and maybe go into a dividend paying stock because it's going to at least pay a dividend, you know, and typically yeah. at a higher rate, albeit more risk. But as interest rates rise, those investors that were kind of on the edge and only doing it for the, the dividend are going to jump out and go back to what they're comfortable with, of you know, money in the bank or bonds or something that's more on that conservative realm, so to speak, or spectrum. Right. Yep. You know, so that can have a negative effect on uh, the stock market as investors yep. leave going back to safety. And, and this is definitely a very plausible conversation to have uh, because it's certainly something that we could see that's very uh, likely to happen. And again, a lot of these actually are fairly plausible. Uh, some of these yeah, they're very, very plausible. And, and yeah. we're, as we're recording this, starting to see some of that effect, you know, we're inflation, at least that part of it's starting to pick up. So, right. right. You know, the, the, that, yeah. one of the tools the Fed has is starting to raise interest rates to help damper that if, if things continue. So. Yep. Exactly. So let's move along because I got a few more of these to do. Uh, This one's interesting. Uh, The U.S. gets involved in a major war for the first time in decades. Now, some people might hear that and say, well, we've been involved with one for a long time. Uh, But I guess this would be a new one, right? That's that's where something we've obviously been continuing and now we're kind of trying to get out finally. Uh, Right. All that kind of aside, if we were pulled into another conflict, again, from an economic standpoint, what does that look like? I mean, I think I'm thinking more of a major war. I mean, yeah, we've been right. into, and I don't want to downplay the wars that we've been in, but sure. it's not been a world war, something that has consumed, you know, a lot of the resources and focus of the U.S. True. You know, like true. World War II or any of the, the major wars like that, where, right. I mean, there's pros and cons to it. A lot of times people, if you look back in that era, they think, well, it was a an encouragement to the economy because especially at that point we after the, the great depression and also yeah. there's these jobs yeah yeah typically after yeah. the fact you see a huge economic boom uh right. obviously through world war ii there was periods where it kind of shifted right there was right. definitely hardships yep. and tough times and yep. then you start to see this kind of boom because of factories having to build things and so on and so forth yeah but in, there's the downside of that too is now we're we're having to shift a lot of our resources and production to not what they were typically used for, but more right. towards war type items. You know, I mean, we right. saw part of that or some of that actually going through the pandemic recently where, True. you know, a lot of the manufacturers were being shifted and, and moved towards masks and yeah. ventilators yeah. and, you know, different things. So we saw a little glimpse of that, but. Yeah. For yeah. a lot of folks, that's kind of eye opener because that happened a lot during World War II, obviously. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Who, I mean, auto. Sh- aren't you know, old enough to know that, right? Or remember yeah. that, obviously. Yeah, auto manufacturing. I mean, they converted lines into doing tanks and all. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. there was a lot of that, especially that manufacturing side of it. That um, that was all shifted, you know. Yeah. But I mean, the downside of all that is okay. Who's going to pay for it? You know. So you're borrowing, right, right. spending all this. And we've again, we've seen a lot of this 
same concept came into play through the pandemic. There's all this spending that's taken place that right now it's been borrowed money. And, and if you look back in those same timeframes after major wars, hmm. taxes have taken an increase because now they've got to pay that back. They've got you to know, pay it back. They've got right, to exactly. generate revenue to, yeah. to pay for all the cost of what it was that they, you know, they had went through with a war. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that certainly can be, you know, it's plausible on the horizon. And so again, thinking through yep. this from these economic classes, these students are kind of charged with doing these kind of things. And what might that look like? Well, what might that look like is also for planning for, you know, retirements or retirements not happening because of things of that Absolutely. nature. So, you know, these are all, it's kind of just an interesting scenario to think through. Let's bring it into one that's very, very topical. That one might not be as topical right now, but let's talk about right. one here at home that's definitely on the, on the horizon all the time. And that's the college education becomes free conversation mm -hmm. you know first of all i think free is the wrong word i think affordable <laughs> i mean i think affordable is a conversation worth having getting some of these schools under control but for the sake of this what if scenario what if college education became free i mean first of all you're devaluing i think if everyone has a degree right what does the job situation look like and that's part of that economic cycle yeah i mean there are, again a lot of aspects to that question and you brought up one of them is just the value of an education i mean today if you want that education it's going to cost you something right you know, or your parents or somebody's going to pay right and, and it's getting to be a extremely hefty cost just for even a a basic four-year degree not even going into medical or legal or you know some career that you can expect typically to have you know substantial uh educational bills, mm -hmm. you know, so I mean, all of a sudden, if this becomes free, you're devaluing it, mm -hmm. um, which is, is not a good thing, you know, and you're getting people going into education or college because it's free. And maybe that's not a good fit. Cause it, at the end of the day, I think I mean, even today, I think we've lost sight of some of that, that yeah, the effort's not college right. isn't for everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I you're mean, not trying as hard as maybe you might, if you're working for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's that side of it, too, where, you know, if if you don't have any skin in the game, so to speak, in, in this from a, a cost standpoint, eh, it doesn't cost me anything. I can become a professional student, right? I mean, right. what does that look right. like? Is it going right. to be a limit? Okay, it's free for, you know, and then we're back to the other side of spending. Okay, that's great. But the reality is nothing's free. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you yeah, look yeah. at some of the countries where that is free, you know, what is the, the tax out of that country look like? Right. And that's what I was going to say. That brings into the conversation of getting it paid for because nothing is free. So it's not free. Like, Somebody's paying for it. Right. From an economic standpoint, what are we talking here? So we're talking increased taxes, right. uh, you know, revenue generation in different ways. And we're seeing a lot of that, Phil in some of the different things that they're starting to target. You and I have talked about this over the last little bit. There right. seems to be a bit of a target uh, on the back of generational wealth growing. Some yep. of the little rules that are happening or potentially happening, I should say, yep. may make that harder for you to leave wealth to your heirs. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're already starting to look at, you know, how are they going to pay for some of these big expenses, like we'd mentioned, you know, through the pandemic. And I mean, even before that, we've been spending at a deficit as a country for years, mm -hmm. you know, and this debt has grown. So there's there's has to be this shift where there's revenue raised to start paying down the debt, you know, and we didn't even touch on that in the interest discussion, but that's a whole other part of the interest is if you think right. about how much debt we as a country have, what happens if interest rates double to us as a country? 
Very oh, great point. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, uh, we're that, all of a sudden paying how much of our <laughs> revenue to, to interest on this yeah, debt. Yeah. So. Yeah, could you know you, you get, we get frustrated with paying our uh, the interest rate on our mortgage? Let's say, can you right. imagine even a, a low interest rate on twenty nine trillion? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, where is that? How uh, much is know, going to principal? Cash type of deal or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. How much is going to principal in that one? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do another one here. Kind of keeping that theme. This sure. is this is definitely on the you know potential horizon as well. Another big economic downturn. We've mm -hmm. been riding. I mean, other than the pullback in the pandemic, it came back pretty good. You could really make the argument that we haven't had a significant economic downturn since 0809 again you can make the argument all day long about loss of jobs but the pandemic is kind of a one-off there so right. what it you know the housing market is pretty out of control again right prices right. are through yep. the roof um there's a you know we've we're seeing interest rates going or excuse me we're seeing uh, inflation going up we're seeing yep. all these things happen there could be another big bubble waiting to pop and we could be 0809 all over again yeah, I mean, there's a lot of indicators that, you know, we're, we're on the edge of something like that. I mean, housing, like you had mentioned, there, there, there's a lot of, you know, if you do that, um, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it, it rhymes, you know, if you right. kind of go back and look, we're rhyming a lot with some of the, the past um, economic volatility we've seen, right? Yeah. I mean, housing's at a peak, you know, yeah. crazy things going on there with mortgages and, yeah, you know, so I mean, at some point, yeah, they're, they're and that's just what economies and markets do. I mean, they're, they ebb and flow. They're meant to go through these cycles. And, you know, we keep bumping against these peaks and breaking through new barriers in the market. But at, at some point, reality gets set back in and markets are going to correct and, and come back to that average to the mean, so to speak. You mm -hmm. know, if you yeah. look at the average expectation in a market isn't 12, 13, 14%. On average, you know, eight, 9% over long periods of time. You know, so how long have we been averaging way above that? That right. means you're going to give some of that back at some point to bring it back down to that reversion to the mean, so to speak. Yeah. So. And there's there's so many of these, you know, when we're talking about uh, some sort of a bigger economic crisis, there's so many little indicators that are there. Yep. It's really important to kind of be thinking these things through because, you know, when we've talked about it before on the show, if you were 45 in 08, 09, and you lost 50%, you weren't happy. It ticked you off pretty good, right. but you knew you still had 15, 20 years to retirement, right. 65, let's say, yep. well, you know, fast forward now, you know, almost, uh, what are we at? 15 years, 13 years, somewhere 13 in years. In, yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. probably at, at retirement or getting close to it. It's looking a lot closer. So yeah, now you're not, not wouldn't be so happy about a 40 to 50% downturn. Right. So. You know, and that's, and we've talked about that a lot in the, the, um, podcast over, over time, but, you have to have a strategy to handle volatility. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's one of those pros and cons. Risk leads to naturally volatility, and that's where you potentially have the higher returns. You yeah. know, so right. what right. you need for long term with inflation, but yet you've got to make sure it's positioned in such a way that it doesn't harm you. Yeah. Um, back to our discussion, we've had a lot on, on bucketizing. That's how we handle it, is we make sure we've got money positioned in low no risk or you know low volatility type investments right that's where we're spending from so as that happens we're not as concerned from that standpoint we don't get into what we call sequence of returns spending money when it's down right right the later bucket can have a little bit of volatility and, and ride through you've got time to ride through that up and down so you have to have a strategy that is going to hedge that the, the same thing that worked 
over the last 12, 13 years, 14 years, isn't going to continue to work long term if you're in retirement spending from it. So, well, in, in retirement spending, we're talking inflation. This really kind of wasn't on the list, and it kind of is. I'm just going to lump a couple of things together real fast and we'll move sure. to some of the other ones, but just inflation in general, right? So, you're talking possible premiums on things. So, again, hypothetical. You eliminate uh, or start to really eliminate gasoline cars, which they want to do. Go to electric. There's a whole manufacturing issue there. Then the price of oil doubles because they want to pay a premium for people. If you're going to drive a gas car, you're going to pay for it. You're going right? to get penalized. Yep. You're going to get penalized, basically. Uh, even with steak, right? There's conversations about maybe making a beef tax, right? An additional beef tax in order to kind of push the narrative of getting you know climate control and reducing the amount of red meat consumption. Whatever the political slant might be, all of that still reads as inflation to what it costs you to live, right? Right. So if you're, yeah. if you're in retirement and you say, hey, I really want my steak or I really want to drive my classic car that I have in my garage that I worked so hard for and rebuilt in retirement, right. you may be paying additional dollars for it. Yeah, and inflation is is one of those almost a hidden tax, so to speak, that you don't think of, you know, and it un unfortunately sneaks up on you you know yeah. it, it happens over time and it's amazing in in planning if you just run a, a pretty mild inflation we use right um, the the last 20 year historical has been 2.56 although i'm sure that's going to be going up now is the inflation we've started to see right four point even in that you run yeah. that call it 2.6 percent inflation over a 20-year retirement that almost doubles what your your expenditures were right Yep. You know, over time. So it's just it's amazing if you really sit down and run the numbers on inflation and see what happens in your plan. So you have to have some planning, first of all, to even understand inflation and make sure you're keeping up with it at some point. But then beyond that, you know, that longer term yeah. potential for higher inflation, you've got to make sure you've got that covered as well. So. Well, and again, whether it's a tax or whether it's just the cost of, hey, you know what, you want to use gas. Gas is now, you know, for, you know, $6 a gallon because we're trying to get people to not, you know, drive a gas, right. whatever, whatever the case is, it's still something that you would have to think through, especially if we're talking, if you're just getting close to retirement, like I'm 50. So somewhere in the next yeah. 10 years could see a lot of really interesting things happen that could really cause me some issues and my wife some issues and folks my age, some retirement issues in another 12, 15 years. The idea of the whole what if game, the whole what if scenario for college students is to think things through so that they can start to think about economic ramifications. Well, again, Phil, that's what right. you're supposed to do. So you use a lot of different software. You go through different mm -hmm. scenarios because everything you do is really what ifing this might happen to my clients so that I can have them as prepared as possible. Exactly. Yeah. And if you haven't done that, then, you know, I encourage you to, to work with an advisor to be able to run some numbers to say, okay, what happens if, what does it look like if interest rates rise? Right. How does that affect my current portfolio? And if it's dramatically affecting it, maybe you better make some adjustments. Yeah. You know, with all these different discussions we have, taxes, I mean, if they go up, and this is a big part of our discussion all the time with clients is making sure that your overall tax um, balance in the portfolio diversification is there so you don't have too much money heavily weighted in that tax deferred retirement account mm -hmm. that taxes aren't due until the money comes out at whatever the rate is then. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. And so sitting down with an advisor, you know, running a social security, what if running a yep. taxes, what if an inflation, what if, uh, just your income, you know, what ifs, you know, all yep. you know, pensions, all that kind of stuff. Again, loss of a spouse at a certain time, so on and so forth. 
all of that really is what an advisor can you know bring to the table in working with somebody. So again, as always, folks, if you got some questions, you need some help, reach out to Phil and have a conversation with him. Get on the calendar by calling 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. You can also subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify. Find all that stuff at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Phil, thanks for playing the what if game with me and hanging out. And uh, we're taking good. It was great. Yeah, right before Memorial Weekend. So, yeah, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, what if my burgers are good and the rain? Yeah, that's right. Let's let's have a better, you know, what what if the weather holds up? That's the the big what if in Michigan always. So, yeah, you know. yeah, that's going to be the case for us here as well too. So, what if the weather holds out? What am I doing? Hopefully, sitting in my pool. Uh, and yeah, there you go. There you so, go. Well, I tell you, this week has been hot enough. I think people are starting to consider opening it a little early because usually Memorial true. Day is kind of the opening day for pools at least it was when we had a pool so yeah, it's, the, it's the unofficial kickoff to summer for everybody yep, it yep. might not be actually summer but it's typically the unofficial so enjoy your holiday everybody have a great safe sane memorial day weekend we'll be back with more here on phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts with cpa personal financial specialist phil putney we'll see you next time investment advisory services offered through afs wealth management the content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.